Greetings, this is Mike Eastman, and I'm one of the pastors here at Epping Presbyterian Church. Let me begin by extending you a warm welcome to this special edition of our weekly podcast. It is Good Friday, a day that is set apart for us to reflect on that day, that moment that changed the world. The day that Jesus Christ, the one and only Son of God, God himself in the flesh, submitted himself to death at the hands of sinful men. Good Friday celebrates the day that our God died. So why is that good? Why on earth would anyone call the death of their God good? Well, as we are about to discover, in this one act of righteousness, Jesus brings life where there was only death. And this is the message that we need today, isn't it? Currently all over our world, including here in our own local area, men and women are desperately trying to flatten the curve so that the impact of COVID-19 is lessened. But while the best that humanity can do against death is to flatten the curve, it is Jesus who gave his own life to flatten the curse. You see, our world has been brought to its knees by a virus that kills a small percentage of the population that it infects. But there is a curse that infects 100% of humanity. And that curse is sin. I have it. You have it. The first man, Adam, had it. Everyone since him has it. And what is the death rate of this virus? 100%. There is no curve here that can be flattened. You see, where there is sin, death reigns. So then, where there is no sin, life reigns. Jesus, the one, the only one, who has walked this earth without sin, flattens the curse of sin and death. And how do we know? Because he didn't stay dead. It may be Friday, but Sunday is coming. And that's what is good about Good Friday. So for the next few days over the Easter period, we're going to spend some time together looking at chapters 5 to 8 of the book of Romans. And as we do, it's our prayer that all of us will grow in our understanding of the two events that serve as the foundation of our faith. The death and the resurrection of Jesus, and that this understanding would transform our lives now and forevermore. So please have your Bibles open at Romans chapter 5 from verse 12. I'm going to pray now, and then Elisha will read for us. Heavenly Father, we ask you to speak to us through your word as we seek to apply your truth to our struggles. Lord, please guide me in my speech. Give me clarity. Please also help all of us listening to hear you with open hearts and discerning minds. Thank you that even as we are not together in person, you have united us through the death and the resurrection of your Son, Jesus. Today, we pause to focus on his death where we see your perfect gift of righteousness and life freely given to us. 
It is he who we worship, and it's in his name that we come to you. Amen. Romans 5 verse 12 Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men because all sinned, for before the law was given, sin was in the world, but sin is not taken into account when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned for the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Again, the gift of God is not like the result of the one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who received God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through that one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as though the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. The law was added so that trespass might increase, but where sin increased, grace increased, although more, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thanks for reading, Elisha. Now keep your Bibles open as we take a deeper look at this passage. Now I'm not trying to make excuses here, but there's many commentators and scholars. If you know me, you'll know that I'm neither. Consider this passage to be one of the hardest to follow in the whole New Testament as well as one of the most important. This is because after verse 12, Paul, the writer, seems to get sidetracked a little, only to come back in verse 18 to finish his original train of thought. I say this because we don't want to get sidetracked. There's a huge point being made in this passage, and we don't want to miss it. See in verse 12, Just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin. And in this way death came to all men because all sinned. Here is our 100% infection rate and our 100% death rate. Through sin, death reigns. And this is what Paul has been leading up to in this letter to the Romans. Before we reach this point in chapter 5, he's already shown us how all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's in Romans 3.23. And then later in chapter 6, he will remind us that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And our passage is sandwiched in between these truths. So why is there death in the world? Because sin is in the world. Why is there suffering in the world? Because sin is in the world. So why is coronavirus spreading? Because sin is here. 
Since the curse of sin and death entered the world through one sinful man, then it would take one sinless man to flatten the curse. In the following verses, we see all of humanity represented by two men. And here is the point being made. When God looks at humanity, he sees these two men, Adam and Jesus. So let's compare the pair. Adam brought sin. Jesus brings righteousness. Adam brought condemnation. Jesus brings justification. Adam brought death. Jesus brings life. All that Adam brought into the world, Jesus overcame. And how did Jesus overcome our sin? Well, he became sin for us. How did he justify us? He bore our condemnation. How did he bring us life? He died in our place. And through this one act of righteousness, Jesus flattened the curse. And as Paul reminds us in verse 13 to 14, this curse of sin and death has reigned since the first man, Adam. Even before the law existed, sin was there and death reigned. We see this in the Bible accounts of many generations that follow Adam. While some live longer than others, all died because all were in Adam. Later, Paul explains that the law came in order to expose the sin of humanity. But even a quick scan through the events leading up to the Exodus show us the ugly truth. Death reigned. The first person born into the world after Adam sinned, that was Cain. He was a murderer. Even Moses, the one through whom God gave the law, was a murderer. In fact, the guy who wrote this part of the Bible, the Apostle Paul, was a murderer. But Paul knew that he had received the gift of grace. And I'm reading now from verse 15. The gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many. And this is why we call the death of Jesus good, because the death of Jesus is the gift of God. See again, the gift of God is not like the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. So the result of Adam's disobedience was condemnation and death. The next verse, verse 18, goes even further and says that this condemnation is for all people. And that included Paul. It includes me. And it includes you. We stand condemned before God, just like the first man Adam did. Yet, as we read in the earlier part of chapter 5, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died 
for us. I wonder, have you received this gift of God? The gift of justification. While Adam brought condemnation, Jesus brings justification. And what is justification, we might ask? It is to be made right with God. And the Bible is clearly saying here that the only way to be made right with God is by receiving the death of Jesus, his only son, as a gift. And this gift of righteousness brings life, eternal life. See in verse 17, For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? And this truth rests at the heart of our faith. For those of us who have received him, Jesus is our righteousness. Jesus is our justification. Jesus is our life. Perhaps now is the time to ask yourself, have you received Jesus? Because without him, there is only sin, condemnation and death. Remember the point that Paul is making? When God looks at humanity, he sees two men, Adam and Jesus. Adam brought sin, condemnation and death. Jesus brings righteousness, justification and life. Life. What a gift. Why wouldn't you want to celebrate that? The gift of grace that's given to us in the death of Jesus is not only for Good Friday, but for every day. So as we continue through this Easter long weekend, we will be looking at how this gift of the death of Jesus works in our lives and changes the way that we think the way that we act. It changes the way that we live. See how chapter 5 finishes with, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now there's a promise to hold on to. While we look around us and we see the fear of sickness, fear of death, we see disease, suffering, the selfishness of hoarding, we see a dramatic increase in domestic violence call-outs simply because more people are at home now. There's an increase in family tensions. We see the impact of isolation on mental health, even in teenagers. We see routines change. Church services are cancelled. Traditions that are held on to dearly brought to an end. We see a world that is groaning. A world that is shot through with sin, as it were. We see ourselves also 
shot through with sin. With more time on our hands now to realise that we aren't what we should be. We see death reigning. But for those of us who have received Jesus, we see a new reign. A reign of grace that brings eternal life. As we read in Hebrews chapter 2, Yet at present we don't see everything subject to him. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, but now crowned with glory and honour, because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Can you see the tension here? We feel this tension, don't we? I know I do. I want to close our time together by encouraging you to hold on to that tension of reigning in life with Jesus while death reigns all around us, even in our very bodies. You see, the struggle is real. And the next few chapters of Romans help us to not only better understand this struggle, but to overcome it in Jesus Christ our Lord. To flatten the curse. Please pray with me. Our Father in heaven, as we have been reminded of your gift to us in your Son, we want to pause and thank you for your abounding grace for your mercy towards us, for your patience and for your steadfast love. We are torn, Lord. We see the effects of sin and death all around us and we mourn. Yet, we also see Jesus, our Lord, our King, our righteousness, our justification, our life, and we rejoice with joy. Jesus, we worship you and we ask you to be with us and to carry us through whatever lies before us, both as individuals and as a church. Lord Jesus, please glorify yourself in our lives. For we pray in your name. Amen.